Hi, I'm Alexandra Roxo, your host of the Holy Fuck podcast. I've created this podcast because I want to explore how the mystical touches us in our everyday lives, how the sacred and profane move together like two sides of the same coin. I found that in modern spirituality, we often separate the sacred and the profane. We look at certain things as being holy and good and others as being bad. And I've actually found that the most magical part of life is finding the divinity, the healing, and the transformation in all of it. In this podcast, you can expect to hear stories from people on all sorts of walks of life. You'll hear from a doctor, a sex worker, a poet, a motivational speaker, an activist, a mother, a birth doula, and all sorts of other people who are walking on an embodied path of healing and transformation as a soul awakening this lifetime. Each one of our guests will be sharing their mystical and numinous and spiritual awakenings, how the sacred has touched their lives and the profane too how they have explored life through sex, drugs, birthing, meditation, prayer, experiencing death and life, and all sorts of different elements that God, Goddess Divine, speaks to us through. If you found that you're also a rebel mystic who doesn't just fit into the simple ideas of good and bad, of spirituality, but sees the nuance that life has to offer us, then I hope you find a home with me here in this podcast. Enjoy. Today's guest is a woman that I find to be very inspiring. I think in today's world, there are so many different ways that we can embody our femininity or our magic or our soul, whatever words or qualifiers you want to use. But Vanessa Cuccia has always been one of those women to me that feels like she's mysterious, enigmatic, you know, like she doesn't bear it all on the surface, but there's something really magnetic about her presence. And in this podcast today, we talk about how she had some of the most incredible visionary ideas and she let those ideas come through her as her creative expression of soul in this world and it's so inspiring to hear from her and she's so humble and there's something so delicate about her and her heart and her presence and something so herself so on this podcast I'm always wanting to call forth people that are like outside of the mold you know weirdos visionaries freaks mystics humble artists of heart and soul. So Vanessa Cuccia, founder of Chakrubs, author, musician, is exactly that. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm really excited to have a very visionary, mystical, sensual woman here today. Her name is Vanessa Cuccia, and she is the founder of the original um, crystal wand. Do you call it a wand? I call it anything. <laughs> a wand, a tool, a scepter. Okay. Loved a it. A dildo, a toy. Okay, great. Everything. Yeah. So her company, Chakrubs, was really the original company to put out in the world this idea of using a crystal wand as a tool to give pleasure. And so what I 
love about it. I love how visionary that is. And I think that that's one thing that's always inspired me about Vanessa is just like, wow, she created this visionary company that essentially, um, I think open the hearts and bodies of many, many women. So I'm so, and, and probably men too, especially after you created products that also um, artwork for Enoplay. And I think the crystal wand could go anywhere, right? Well, if it's not tapered at the bottom, you definitely don't want to um, insert it anally because of the sphincter muscles. Yeah. However, I do know okay. people have done that. Um, okay. But you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I did once, but it was just kind of like the tip. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't put you it in all, like the way. Put it all the way in, but yeah, I actually, yeah, I have gotten feedback from, um, you know, people who have used it anally the wand, but as long as you're careful, it's, it's fine, but I can't, you know, just recommend it for that because right. it would be irresponsible, you know? So yeah. 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 All right, everybody. I know we just, we went into the first five minutes of this podcast and we said, anal, we said, dildo, please take a deep breath. If you're listening, everything is okay. Um, obviously like I like people that are, you know, rule breakers and taboo, um, pushers. And so, yeah, bringing kind of those words in and, and bringing the sacred into our sex life is I think a part of chakras. And so, that's been a part of my own mission, I think, which is why I resonate. So I'd love to just turn the mic over to you and to hear a little bit about like why you created that company. And I know I also want to hear about what your latest pursuits are, because I'm sure that as a creative and a visionary person, like, you know, you have all kinds of projects going, but let's start there. Like what made you say, okay, I want to create a crystal <laughs> wand. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I... I do feel like there was so much in my life that led up to that aha moment that I had in California when I first um, thought up the idea of chakras. There was a lot of moments in my life. Um, for example, I had a common condition um, when I was little that um, caused my vaginal uh, opening to be closed. And I spent six months as a young child. My mom had to like open me up and the doctor, you know, oh. so I had like trauma in that area. I also, you know, developed a relationship to crystals early on with um, family trips to the beach and cracking open geodes on the beach. That was very symbolic. I think to me, just um, seeing the beauty within like a seemingly ordinary rock and just going inside and seeing like this crystalline world. My mother had a very impactful um, paranormal or that's not even the right word, mm -hmm. spiritual awakening, but that's not even the right phrase. She had an experience that um, also led me to be aware that there's things in this world that we do not see. So I think that a mm. lot of things led me up to this. Um, but I think the compacted version is that I was in a relationship with a man who, um, who was six years older than me. And I, you know, had never been, um, never had intercourse before. And 
Um, when I experienced intercourse with him for the first time, it wasn't consensual and ended up being in a relationship with this person for six years and developed subconscious beliefs through that relationship. That pleasure was very much so for, for him. And that caused me to disconnect to not only my body, I wasn't really able to feel pleasure during, um, um, sexual, activity and but I was also disconnected to myself on a very emotional level I had just been kind of in a sleep state you know uh, for a lot of life so um, I think it was a moment when I was early 20s and I just kind of had this existential crisis like I'm a quarter of my life done maybe more and I'm not experiencing pleasure during sex and that wasn't okay to me. I had this memory of like, before I had sex, like before uh, this relationship, I would love to self-pleasure. I, I was so like eager to one day, like experience that. Cause I thought I was going to really love it, but I didn't. And so it was like that, what that just like existential kind of moment of, wait a second, I'm a, I'm a human life is so hard. I, I should have, I should be able to feel this relief. That moment led me to one break up with my boyfriend. I knew that there was something wrong. Uh, two, I took a job at the pleasure chest, which is a sex toy store, an adult shop that had like, you know, really amazing. Uh, was this in LA? This is in LA. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. So I grew up in New York, but I moved with that boyfriend to LA. Um, and so I, uh, yeah, I took that job to be around people that like were knowledgeable about sex. And, um, I learned a lot, you know, I would read a lot of the books there while I was on break and stuff. And, um, I also was starting to develop my spiritual practice more learning about energy and the chakra system and got really involved with like crystal healing. And then one night I just went with a friend to this woman's house who had a large collection of crystals. And, um, there was this moment where I heard the name chakras just pop into my head. And it was as if the crystals I've gotten more comfortable talking about this over the years because now it's like, I don't care if it sounds crazy. It's like the, mm -hmm. the crystals spoke to me in that moment. And they said, mm -hmm. we're ready to be acknowledged for our ability to heal sexual trauma. And um, I knew that it was something that I had to do. And I knew it was something that I needed for myself I needed to work with crystals to bring back that, that sense of myself into um, my, my body. But I also knew that since we're all connected, if it would help me, it would help others. And so it was that kind of like aha moment, chakras, the name coming to me and being very, uh, you know, I, I moved to LA to pursue music and acting. And it was just like this though took over my entire being. And I always say like chakras isn't mine. It was this thing on its own. I just kind of helped it. Like, you know, I was a conduit for this message that it was saying, like, we are here to now help with this very important um, problem, which is so many people have 
have had experiences like me and uh, we need to change something about it. We need to heal that. Mm. It's so inspiring to hear that story and to just touch on like the, the moment that you hear the crazy wacky idea that to have the courage to listen. And I think it takes a certain soul. And sometimes I wonder how many times life or our heart or existence is whispering us brilliant ideas, but we don't have the courage to actually, you know, listen to them. And so in those moments where for some reason, like your heart and your knowing was at the place where you could receive that. And then the next phase to take that into the actual execution I mean, it's kind of like like the, the the magic it takes for for two people to come together or a baby to be made or whatever. You're just like, whoa, this is like incredible, but it could have not happened, yeah. you know? And it's like a miracle that it happened. And what I love about what you've offered with Chakrabs is like, you know, as someone else who I've gone through sexual traumas and a lot of people have, we often are taught the approach to healing is through talking and through mm -hmm. the mind. And the thing about what you offered was through the body. It is through the body yeah. and the spirit mm -hmm. kind of together. That's something I think that modern kind of um, healing or psychology is, is, is catching up with, but the, the ability to do it in an artistic, sensual, and fun way. It's like, um, hi, yes, why not? Why, why do we think that to heal sexual trauma, like we have to like, uh, and, like have a like such a deep dark and like talk it all out and re-traumatize ourselves by talking about it 10, 20 times. And then yeah, you know, maybe we're doing some sort of like somatic work, but it's like kind of heavy and crunchy and weird. It's like, no, like you don't doesn't have to be like that, the journey of healing. Beautifully said, I feel like um, what is what I love about chakras is that like it offers that instant gratification of, oh, I'm I'm feeling pleasure. I'm massaging myself with this stone. But then it's also this long-term actually shifting your energy or conjuring up certain emotions that are healing to our emotional bodies and are opening up our, our minds to the, you know, our, our spiritual health as well, you know? So it is like that instant, like this feels good, you know, and then, but over time, we're actually adjusting our energy. We're doing something to raise our vibration. I mean, sometimes I don't really like to use those terms, but but it is true. And I think that like right. a lot of, um, a lot of what chakras is, is the philosophy behind chakras. So yes, like I sell a product like, yeah, you know, but the thing is, is that this, this product is really a, a symbol and the symbol you can take without purchasing anything. And what it really symbolizes is your relationship to yourself, your relationship to self-love, self-pleasure, um, your relationship to spirituality. And, and, you know, for example, if you, if chakras comes into your awareness and you've built your whole life on this idea that masturbation is, is dirty or, or sinful or, or whatever it is. The idea is that you can, if you 
though agree that chakra symbolizes your relationship to those things, then you can observe yourself and the reactions you have to that I- idea. And then that starts the process of self-awareness, which is, you know, a, a really good step in the, in the direction of self-love. So it's mm-hmm. encompassing all of that. Yeah. Well, and I love what you're saying is like, Okay, girl, if you go to the website and you get triggered by the fact that you're going to masturbate with a crystal wand, welcome to the first step in your healing process. Exactly. And and I think that people like you or me, like we may be the first step for people. We may be like a a catalyst or whatever. And like, you know, that might be too weird for some people, quote unquote, whatever. For someone else, it's like, what? It's not weird at all. Um, And there's such beauty to that. And I mean, I remember for, I did this like year long mentorship program a few years ago and I had women and and it was a six months. We did like different retreats every month. We did ayahuasca, we did um, intimacy work, we did snake dancing, Mm -hmm. we did Japanese rope bondage. And we went through these like very embodied experiences. And the first weekend I gave everybody, you so graciously sent us Mm -hmm. um, a beautiful rose quartz chakra. Mm All of those women still have Mm -hmm. them and they still love them and use them. And they have thanked me so many times. (laughs) And I, I mean, I, and I do too. I have mine too. And, and so there's something, I don't know, it's just something very iconic about you created this thing. And I mentioned it in my book also that part of like going in, to my own cervix and, and grieving and crying and experiencing and like having that relationship um, on the pleasure side and the sort of catharsis of release was so important. Um, so if you've never done that and you're listening, why don't you just, <laughs> this is your sign to go for it. Um, and before we move on to your uh, juicy story that I'm excited to hear, which I kind of put you on the spot about because I am getting more organized, but I may have not asked you in advance. Um, but before that, I, I, I do want to touch on something that we were kind of talking about um, before is just that, okay, you're the, you're the first visionary person to put this out into the world. And now there are tons of spinoffs mm-hmm. and like, what is that like for you? Cause I have a lot to say about this in general, the path of being like a, of an edge pusher yeah. or a visionary. So, but what's that like for you right now? I've always felt like on a personal level, chakras is, um, it parallels my own personal growth. It's here to teach me as you know, the, as much as the product does that, the company, the brand does that as well. So there was a time where it was like, there was, you know, the first kind of knockoff kind of company, which was literally like using my verbiage from my site and like a lot of like things like that, that were, that were coming out where I would feel almost like personally attacked because it's like, Hey, like what, why do you think that this is okay? I had to go through a lot of, um, a lot of 
like, I don't know, I, I needed a lot of like comfort, a lot of feelings, a lot of right? feelings. Yeah. it was a lot of feelings because it's like, and it's, and it's still weird. I, I still feel like, um, it's, it's a very strange thing. Cause it's like one people are like, well, people have always like used stone for masturbation. The oldest dildo was stone found that it was like in 2000, like, you, you know, years ago or something, 2000, like whatever it was, I forget the exact. And, um, the thing is that people for some reason choose like not to offer me the credit of like, yeah, that, that might be true. And sure. People have used crystals for like sexual pleasure, but it was chakras that introduced crystal as a, a medium for, um, adult pleasure products. There was never crystal in sex toy stores before, me before I decided to really like to push it. And it's like world accepted now. Whereas when I started, I feel like people don't realize how long I've been working for this and how I've been just a very small company through this whole time, never had investors, never had anything like that. And I've been working so hard to get this widely accepted because that's important, not in a, like in a, business success kind of way, but in a, I, when you, when you heal something, when you feel like you figure something out about life, you want to share that with the world. You want to be like, you know, that's why people have kids or something. It's like, you figured something out now. Like I want to share it. Now you're going to share it. Yeah. And um, so I started this in 2012. Um, I, developed the concept in 2011, had my first prototype 2012, incorporated 2013. So it's been a while. And, um, in, I had such a surge. One of the reasons for like chakra success is because there was such a surge of, um, press and it wasn't because I had any like PR or anything. It's because it was just something that was so Original. original and, uh, people had never heard of it before. And and that was a thing. So then fast forward to some years and I'm seeing like companies do other knockoffs or spinoffs or copies and, and things like that. And I'm okay with it. I just wish that one people would uh, offer some kind of like credit of, but that feels weird, you know, cause it feels like, Oh, that's, I'm on an ego trip right now. And I I struggle with this idea of like, okay, well, that's an ego trip. And then this other part of like, fuck that. Like I am deserving of this credit. That's what it's all about. It's about being like, hey, I'm powerful. I, you know, I, I, I did this and not shying away from the brilliance of, of this idea and being okay with saying that because that's how I want other people to be inspired is to be like, you are amazing and shine your light, you know? So there's that. And then I still feel like even sometimes now people that have shock rubs that I'm, you know, aware of, and they're in the field, they'll sometimes like, not use the term chakra, but they like write about it in their book or they like write a blog about sex magic rituals with a wand. And it's like, on one hand, I understand you don't want to 
name a, br- a brand name, maybe that you feel like that's cheapening it. But on the other hand, it's like this brand is small. It's just me. Mm-hmm. And like, you'd be supporting yeah. like mm-hmm. a woman owned business. That's like never had investment, never had like that kind of thing. So it's a very strange thing, especially for, you know, yeah, it's just happened so much. Oh yeah. I so feel your heart in that. <laughs> and it's like, I, I mean, I, I, I think that's why I wanted to like with my book and put you on my website and, and, you know, I think we did like a, a code, which we can mm-hmm. offer in the show notes yeah. still for people that want to purchase one. I think we have a Roxo code, but, um, <laughs> but just knowing that you're a small kind of yeah. operation and, um, you know, it's something I talk about with a few of my friends and, and I have one friend in particular that's never had investment and kind of been a trailblazer and then has like a few in a few areas been the first to sort of trailblaze and then other people have gotten famous for yeah. it or made the millions. Yeah. And we've talked about it before and you know, I, I made a web show years ago called Be Here Nowish and it was like kind of one of the first times we were making fun of spirituality and sort of, you know, taking a piss out of it. It was satirical. And we got a lot of press at first because no one was doing that. Yeah. And so we got tons of press, like New York Magazine, and we were just like, oh my God, like we're just a Kickstarter web show. This is ridiculous. But it was like we had tapped in on something so new. But did were we the ones that like made big money off of it? No. Got millions of followers? No. But like, Eight, eight years later, like, I mean, there's thousands of people making videos, making yeah. fun of, you know, spiritual. <laughs> it's like so, so embarrassing that I'm just like, because everyone's like, but, um, but, you know, so there, there's, there's this thing of like stretching the collective in a certain yeah. direction and how much energy it takes for the, that trailblazer to lay that path. And so you've blazed that trail and then now, now other people have it cleared. So now they don't have to spend yeah. the years toiling to sort of normalize and bring in this thing that is like so foreign or alien to people. Right. Like the idea, let's say, of putting crystal wand, uh, you know, in their genitals. So it's like, it's, it's, this, it's, it's annoying, you know, and I feel like, I mean, it's annoying and it's beautiful and it's just like, but I also feel like the, for everyone listening, all it takes is an acknowledgement right. and an honoring <laughs> the first fucking level. Yeah. And, and, and I have people that do say that to me. They're like, oh my God, I was a fan of Be Here Nosh and it inspired me so it much. Me, it makes the know, world of difference just to hear that. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and other people who it's just like, okay, fine. Like, you know, you want to, you want to take, you're taking that in a direction. I know you were at my workshop. I know you came to my retreat and uh, you know, and it's like, just send me a little email and just, and you know, people are afraid we're in such weird times. I feel like this kind of theme is very prevalent. Like artists, you know, we're all sharing so much all the time. And I think like, you know, the one thing that I learned one, like, I feel like I keep making lists. I'm so like in a list mode today, but, but like we, I've thought about chakras and the whole idea surrounding chakras 
so much, you know, that like, I know the depths of like what this is. And when people do come out with like certain copies of it, it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's not just the product, it's everything behind it. And that's in here. And I can keep sharing. There's a wealth of that inspiration that I have about that. Um, so I think that, you know, that comes with being that kind of trailblazer, you know, these people, it's like, it's, it's something really within you. And then the other thing is that, um, I learned, like I was saying, like, it's like parallel my own growth. I think the main growth that I got from that was understanding that I'm not, I don't have to identify so hard with chakras because I have so much more to me, you know, it's like, I then, you know, after the crystals, I did the line, the forest line, which is all, um, wood dyed with botanicals. Mm. And, you know, that was Mm. like something completely different. Another thing that had never been done before and was unique. So it's like, if you are a creative, there's no end to your creativity, especially when you invoke that sexual energy and you really work with that like it's never there's no scarcity when it comes to that so I think that that was like a main lesson and like those things you have to see what the opportunity is that pushed me to create something completely different hello quick interlude here I hope you're enjoying this podcast if you are I'd love for you to check out my book fuck like a goddess my guide to healing yourself reclaiming your voice and standing in your power Publishers Weekly called it a sharp, forceful debut. It was one of Bustle's best summer reads and a bestseller in three categories on Amazon. These are my methods that I'm teaching to inspire you, challenge you, bring up your resistance so you can face it and get free and unleash your gifts. How to let life make love to you, enjoy every bit and find the magic in all of it guide. You can find it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, and Sounds True, or by visiting alexandraroxo.com slash book. Thank you so much. It means the world to me to have your support for my work. Back to the podcast. Yeah, I love that. There's no scarcity of creativity. Get your own. <laughs> and if you do take, if someone takes yours or they try to rebrand it or whatever, guess what? We still have an infinite well of ideas. Yeah. and. You know, I suppose they always say like, it's a compliment for, to be copied, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. we'll move on from that. Um, but I, it's fun to start out this episode by going into a bit more of the creative visionary um, CEO side yeah. of you, because I do want to touch on a little bit more on the artist in mm-hmm. a moment. Um, and so, but it's fun to have that yeah. kind of business background. Cause I know so many people out there are starting companies, they have ideas, they have visions and it's super inspiring that you heard this vision spoken to you in a very kind of mystical way that you had the courage to follow it and you had the tenacity to stick with it without investors also having it be something that like could be kind of construed as like zany or out there or weird etc but not only did you follow through you followed through and now like tons of people are (laughs) copying so Anyway, I think, you know, you did well. Thank you. Um, 
So <laughs> let's talk about your, um, an experience that has really touched. I mean, you already meant that, that definitely feels like one where sort of like the gods spoke through the crystals or the, the nature spirits spoke through the crystals, but I'd love to hear, um, the other one, or if there was one that you were thinking where, you know, where time stopped, where, where the numinous came into the room, where the gods, goddesses, fairies, nature, the divine spoke. Um, and then we'll just kind of continue from there. Well, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint um, one of your faves. Specific. Um, I'm sure you have many. Uh, I'm almost like trying to push away this one experience um so I guess we got to go there um yes please I in the it was 2012 um after I thought up chakras uh but didn't have the prototype quite yet and I um I got a call. Uh, I had some music online that was associated with this spirituality website um, called Spirit Science. Uh, some people might have heard of that. I'm not associated with it anymore. Um, but at the time, I had been releasing some music um, through that through that website. And so this this uh, this house in Santa Cruz found me through that website through that. You know, spiritual website and they were like launching a um an independent uh radio station for independent artists and like record label kind of deal and they invited me to come perform at like a party that they were having so the i just kind of like dropped everything and and went there and uh in i ended up moving there after this party it was just like this is cool. This is something really amazing. And I think I ended up moving there, living there. And I, um, it was this really wild experience because it was the best time in my life and also the worst time of my life. And it taught me so much because we're in this house that is, um, uh, lived in by a lot of people who were like on this spiritual path, you know, this like open to spiritual type of things, mystical things, musicians. It was a lot of art. It was a lot of poetry. And so they, ba they basically emailed you mm -hmm. off the website and they're like, Vanessa, <laughs> come to Santa Cruz. Yes. We want you to perform. And then what you show up at like this big mansion. I show up at this, this big, I mean, yeah, it was a big house and it was like in the middle of nowhere. And I... And did you go by yourself? I went by myself, but it was okay. after speaking to the guy that like owned this house. Now it was very cult-ish, like a lot of yeah. things like a cult. And, um, but it was like the, this guy, I, I ended up like falling in love with this person who not only like, was saying that he wanted to give me my first record deal and produce like tracks and videos and everything. But he also was like this, this wealthy entrepreneur that had his own like vitamin company. And he was like, I can help you start shock rubs and all this stuff. And so it was like, I was being offered everything that I could ever want on a silver platter. Um, 
But as you can imagine with any type of like intentional community, there's so there's such shadows there because like what I realize is that like I doubted myself so, so greatly that I was able to be swept up into this, this world that, um, had good intentions, but just a lot of lost people. We were all very lost. And so through that whole experience, um, I feel like that whole stretch of time was, you know, there was a lot of drugs happening. I, I would be on. Was there a guru? Was there a guru kind of a person on, on, on top? At this no, no it wasn't like that. House? The guy who like I'm talking about, who like I fell in love with and it was like, we were in a monogamous relationship. I, I was like sleeping in his room. If anybody was a guru in the house, it was me. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my God. I love that. But like, I love that. You know, not like, okay, I'm the guru and I'm going to, no, it was all of us really. What I found was like, it, there were so much women and all the women were so inspiring. I may, I, you know, I loved the, the, the women in the house. There were men in the house too, but he was like, you know, he was the guy with, with all, it was his house. It was his company. It was all this stuff. And, um, but he was the epicenter of it without him. It wouldn't have been there. Uh, but if it wasn't for him, it would have been such a better experience at the mm. same time, because like these friendships with these women, they, th- these, these friends that I made, they were who like opened my eyes to like, you know, they were the first ones to like call each other to call me goddess, you know? And it's like, all of a sudden it was like, Oh, I, yes. Like let's walk around. Like we're, were goddesses. And I felt this amazing like sisterhood, you know, and that was the first time I really understood community and what it meant to like take care of one another emotionally and and all these things. But yet, of course, like those shadows seep in, like there were drugs, like the, I, there was LSD, there is a lot of ecstasy. Um, I mean, that was mainly it besides like pot. And was it and done stuff. like in a ritualistic kind of a way or just like party town? USA? It was party. It was party. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know, um, were you guys wearing all white? No, no, okay. nothing like that. I went, I went, I went far out cult in my mind for a second. I was like, uh, yeah. Oh, and that's the oh. thing. Like my, you know, it's like, it wasn't, it was like kind of the thing is he wasn't smart enough for it to be a cult. Okay. I think he wanted it it to be like that. Like what he would say, he was like surrounding himself with musicians. I was a musician in the house, you know, like, and that's why we would, I would perform and I would be on E and that's, you know, I think feeling the gods being on E playing piano around a lot of people. I was like, I felt like a God because I was leading these jam sessions where everybody was following what I was creating and playing guitars and drums and, and um, vibraphones and just like everything. And it felt like I was at once creating something, but also just beyond myself and experiencing what it's like to be you know, hearing the music of the spheres, like this, this very ecstatic thing. Um, and, and do the drugs undermine that? I don't know, but when I do play piano, when I'm able to kind of really let go, I still can tap into that feeling. Um, but it was that, that did kind of 
open me up at the same time. So there's so much to that story, but that was like a really potent time of my life going through a lot of weird things, you know, um, like relationship wise, like, you know, but also just being lost and, and having to, like, one of the things he said was you have to, everybody in the house was getting much more excited about chakras. The women in the house became my focus group for chakras. And they were getting a lot more excited about that than his company. So there was jealousy. Like, that's why I'm saying like, if anybody was a guru, it was just like, you know, I was getting everybody excited about this concept that I had. And it was drawing away from like what he was trying to do. Plus, like he wasn't a good musician, wanted to be. That's why he surrounded himself with these artists. But I was like the one leading so many, you know, musical experiences for everybody. So it was like this very strange thing. So he said to me once, like, you have to choose, like, is it chakras or music? Is it chakras or music? Uh-huh. And uh, I decided to to do chakras and and bring it to a place where I don't have to have anybody else control how I make my music and, and things like that. So. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let's go back to that moment where you're like playing music yeah. in a room and just, you know, I have no judgment around, uh, you know, substances. And I, I think there are many, many people out there who have commune with the gods via all kinds of different medicines or yeah. substances. So, you know, uh, for, for me and my audience, like we're okay with that. I think we're, we're, Hey, you guys, okay. okay (laughs) Um, I can't speak for everyone, but it's a safe space to express that without judgment. So, but it it sounds like in that moment for you back then, there was some stick, a little stickiness around that or, or around that kind of, is this okay? But, um, but if you, you sounds like you got through that, right? So you were, you still in the kind of an experience of oneness. What take us back to that moment where you were, you know, playing, singing, looking around the room, what it was the feeling in your body? Like, what did it feel like to feel that sort of transcendence? Uh, the image that comes to mind is like having, um, a, rushing water uh like pour through my entire being and let it move me in in such a perfect way that um it's yeah I have to bring myself back to this moment of just being um I feel like the word perfect is almost stagnant so it's not Cause if it's like perfect, it feels like it's, it's not mo- in motion. So that's why it's like, mm. this felt very like the essence of what perfect creation is, which I think is it like that sense of movement and change and that, um, su- like suspended kind of feeling of you could go anywhere and every movement that you make is, is changing the course of the world. So in related to music, and this is what I still do tap into a lot when I, when I can get into that place, like with my piano, um, it's not, I'm playing piano. It's that I'm communicating with the piano and just in this, in this very 
creative mode, collaborative mode with the, with the sounds that are popping up from the keys that I'm pressing. And it's just, yeah, it's, uh, it's that. And I think like the, 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 you know, the sonic vibrations and just everything that's occurring feels very surreal. And yet like it's surreal and yet so, um, blissfully understood in that moment that this is what it is. That's the best way I could kind of encapsulate it. I love the collaboration, like the, that word. I mean, it's kind of a word that's kind of boring, but the way you used it is not boring, um, <laughs> which is just like that you're, and I, I, I think I sometimes write this so, as well, like that I'm, you know, co-creating with life. And it sounds like that with you, that that feeling of the water rushing through you is like when we're not fighting, when we're surrendered, we're just open to life flowing through us, which is the creative process. And I do think a lot of musicians and artists describe that moment where you just feel like the sort of small self has moved out of the way and there's something bigger moving through. And that, you know, if the surrender happens sometimes through drugs or alcohol or, you know, um, sweating or I don't know, like praying, like sometimes there, there is, there's something necessary to get our mind to get out of the way so that God, life, whatever you want to call it, can actually just move through me. I think that the, the work of an artist is to allow that. And then it comes into the skill level that has been cultivated. Right. And so like the creative flow then moves through the hands or the body or the written word. What I love about, you know, what I'm hearing from you is that you have created this, uh, or you've opened to this collaboration with life so that it's moved through you in many different ways. And that, you know, that, through creating shock rubs, through writing a book, through writing poetry, through making an album, through making music videos. And that there is like, you know, that practice itself, I feel like is kind of under discussed in a way that it's like, it's not necessarily have to be about the same medium or the same place or the same message, but about the ability to open to it fully, mm -hmm. whatever it is that's wanting to move through you. Um, and that in itself is just, that is the feeling where you're co-creating with life. And like, it's so magical and you feel it in people's words or in people's songs when life is moving through them fully, you know, it doesn't mean it's happy. It doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't mean it's like, you know, it's, it can be heart wrenchingly like dark, but it's like full it's so beautiful, you know, that, that you feel like, wow, this is a, this is fully open to life. This is fully authentic. Yeah. And like, there's something in that. That's what I felt like with this, Oh, the rushing river, like, yeah, you're surrendering to life force. And like, in that case for you, the ecstasy kind of helped maybe, you know, you move into the body and kind of like the, the head can get out of the way and you can like, you know, sort of open up all of those centers in a certain way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And, um, you know, and then the, the flip side of that was then the, the guy wanting to record one of those moments and translate that into like something tangible where it was like, then would give me E and, and press record, but I couldn't play to a click. I wanted to be rolling around on the, 
on the ground. So, so that's why, you know, I think it, it was valuable to have that open up and see what is possible, but then, um, have that as a, as almost like a, a muscle memory that I could tap into, yeah. you know, instead of relying yeah, like on something. Stone. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, when we experience heartache or we're going through grief or something like that, um, or we're depressed, you know, the, the thought comes in of like, I'll never feel that way again, or I'll never, or I've always been sad, or I've always been like this. It's so important to have that physical, like you said, touchstone. This is what it feels like. And with crystals to kind of circle it back with crystals, it's not that like this rose quartz is love right here. And um, it's going to put love inside of me. What it is, is that this rose quartz is here to offer this way to open up me to feel that energy that is within me already and, mm-hmm. and conjure that up and be able to, you know, bring, bring that up within me. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember, yeah, we don't want to necessarily rely on anything outside of us to open us to that flow of life. And it, but it does feel good to have touchstones. You know, I think I I heard someone recently talking about like that this woman had didn't psilocybin once. And she was like, you know, an older woman in her, not older, older. So relativity, she was a woman maybe in her, her seventies. And she felt she, she did it. And she said it was the best experience of her life. And that she, she had started was an atheist before. And then she believed Mm. in God after and then they asked her, like, do you ever want to do it again? And she's like, no, I don't need to. Yeah. Like, I saw God. I know God exists now and I don't need to do it again. Like, and like that experience was all that was necessary to kind of tap into a feeling state or, a, you know, belief or whatever it is. And uh, that is important for us all to remember. It's like we have it inside of us, Mm -hmm. all of our life experiences, all of our loves, all of the incredible and painful things that we can make art out of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I would love to, as we close here, I'd love to either hear a little bit about like what's going on with your music, or if you feel somehow inspired me putting you on the spot to sing something, (laughs) um, or, you know, or you can just lead us towards something. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Let me, I'll move over to my piano. Um, Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. wonder what I should. So I am getting ready to release my debut album um oh wow soon soon (laughs) and I think um you know that'll be pretty much all I say about that Mm -hmm. but I will Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. play something um I'll play um the single that I released already from the album and I I maybe won't play the whole thing because I I doubt yeah 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 I'll just play a little bit of it um but this is called Ode to Body and it, it's a lot about like what we're talking about. And uh, yeah, so. This is my fucking body. It's here to touch, taste and smell. 
gonna fuck my body in case you couldn't tell we can want each other we can kiss and yell but we won't trust each other until we've been through heaven and hell so hold me like a secret you've sworn on someone's grave hold me like your weakness for girls who misbehave hold me hold me hold me fuck me like you love me fuck me like i fuck me a little touch oh, oh. <laughs> wow so beautiful yes. thank you thank you so much your voice is so delicious yes, and we'll 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 put the link to the single since you know we're we're doing this like through video through zoom so cool. we'll, we'll honor the the full process <laughs> of it but wow so so beautiful and mm. people will have to really like kind of follow Vanessa so that you can see when this album comes out so you can hear it and what is the name of your book because people can also sure, get your it's, book um, right? crystal healing and sacred pleasure it's on Amazon I think it's probably a little cheaper on Amazon but it's also on my site shockrubs.com yeah okay yeah okay cool and we'll we'll do a, like a little link to the Chakrabs, um uh, yeah. discount code if I still yeah. have it. We'll touch base, or I can always like add add a little totally. thing on the end here. Um, so everybody get a chakra, enter into that journey. Also get Vanessa's book because it's a beautiful way to sort of yeah. initiate you into how to use uh, how to use it and and to bring the, the beautiful sacredness to the practice. And we didn't go into the depths of that today in terms of like, I mean, sure. actually, before I let you go, I'd love to just hear from you because mm-hmm. I have a way that I sort of uh, advise mm-hmm. people to use it, but you're the source. So if someone is like, okay, I'm going to buy a chakra, just this beautiful crystal wand slash dildo slash scepter <laughs> slash ritual object. Um, now what? They're at home. They're like, no. <laughs> uh, so we do with every chakra, there comes a little packet that kind of takes you through those initial practices of, you know, cleansing it energetically and hygienically charging it with your intentions and everything like that. Um, Beyond that, once you, it's kind of like what we were talking about in the beginning of like, it's, this is all about observing yourself. And if you acknowledge that this is a symbol for your relationship to self-love, then everything that you approach the chakra, your chakra practice with will be um, telling you information about that. So for some people, um, it may be that you feel like you have no, no time to really do this and, and, um, to self-pleasure and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll say if you just 
put it on your, your heart while you're in bed scrolling through your phone, that's a great first step. There's other people that are going to be so excited to, um, to insert the, the crystal and start feeling that sexual pleasure right away. And that's great. It's, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, I use a vibrator and I do mostly like clitoral stimulation. Like how would I get off with a stone wand? Um, I say, use your, use your vibrator as well. I don't think that there's a right way. The whole point is to discover yourself. And so as long as you say like, I'm dedicated to understanding who I am and I want to feel pleasure. I want to, um, receive information. There's, there's not going to be a misstep. I also feel like people need to give themselves time to, to be on this process. Like once you step on this path, you're not getting off. Like it's, it's there, like you, you did it, you know? So it could be that it takes a year for somebody to start, you know, like when I use my, my chakras, like I have, oh my God, there's a bird like right outside my window that was just like suspended in air flying while I said that. Um, When I use my chakra, I'll, I'll kind of like when I first started hearing that I hear things audibly like downloads, you know, um, that might happen right away for some people. It might not happen until like a year later, it might not happen at all. But as long as you acknowledge that, okay, this is something that is going to help me discover things about myself, whether that's the pleasure that you're able to experience or, um, uncover certain repressed emotions that you, you know, that will come out, um, to help heal your, your emotional body, or, you know, it could just, there's so many things that this can touch upon. And as long as you give it that, um, that deserved attention, that this is what it is, you'll have fun. (laughs) Okay. I love it. I love it. You gave us like the sort of just all permission, do whatever you want with it. And, you know, I'll say from my side, I've used it externally, rubbed it on my clip. Once I had orgasm that way, I don't know if it was a fluke accident. So I was like, how did it just happen? Like as someone who's like used to vibrator off and on probably for like 20 years I was like oh my god that's amazing Um, (laughs) and then you can also you know use it internally Mm -hmm. while you use a vibrator externally you can use it in the tub Mm -hmm. I've had I've had clients or women or mentees that I've worked with use it with like a sacred intention to release grief there and do like a grief ritual um I have had um, and, and sort of recommended people to bring it into the bedroom with a partner mm-hmm. and just like right. play with it and have your partner use that. They may be like sort of orally stimulating you and use that sort of internally. And that's why so I love working is- with, like, I love, um, you know, the work that you do and all, all that knowledge that you have regarding like sacred sexuality and sexual liberation, everything. And that's why I don't necessarily always feel the need to talk about that, yeah. that stuff because of people like you who so graciously offer that information and that insight. Cause that's not necessarily like, um, my, you know, I'm not like a, uh, like a tantric expert. I'm not like 
that I created this, this instrument and this philosophy behind this instrument. And then people like you who are so, um, just beautifully in tune to what's possible, you know, when you, when you work with that energy of your, your sexuality and how it affects like so many other parts of your life, um, like, like you can offer that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I love that. I mean, and also cause I'm such an experimenter and I don't feel shy to share about that, you know, as a gift to other people, if it liberates and helps other people. Um, and, and they're just, I would say anyone else, just cause you've got us here. If you are going to go down that journey, which we recommend, you know, uh, you can, have so many beautiful rituals and prayers while you're um, in sacred practice with one of the chakras instruments. Mm-hmm. I like how you said that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've used, I think when I first got it, I was like really in like a, a deep single phase mm-hmm. and I really was doing a lot of prayer and visualization while I was in like a self-pleasure practice with the chakras. And I had some like crazy mind blowing, like never had had anything like that before type of orgasms. (laughs) And I was like, okay, interesting. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, what's going to happen with my next partner? Shit, I've like really upped the ante here. Um, But part of that was my own. I was like really in this kind of like sacred, you know, I don't say sex magic per se and has a lot of different connotations, Mm -hmm. but it's essentially is that it's like using that space as a place to bring forth your desires, your yearnings, Mm. your the change, the transformation. Um, so it's such a beautiful journey that I think so many modern humans need support around yeah. is healing and expansion around our sexuality. I mean, we're coming from such a, you know, usually very puritanically sort of indoctrinated background. And I mean, I go into so much of this in my book, but it's like, I feel like the pendulum sometimes swings in a way where it seems like we're super sexually liberated on the surface, but at depth we're not. And Mm -hmm. there's real distinction and being in tune with yourself sexually does not mean just having an orgasm. And it also doesn't mean wearing a sexy outfit. Like there's something at the level of depth where you're at home, where you're open to yourself in that way. And you can usually really feel it in other people. And, um, you know, that's, that's what I'm an advocate for. I'm not an advocate for like, Oh, you know, Oh, we're going to do just like the sacred sexuality thing. And it's ABC. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm talking about something that is like existing in a really beautiful, deep private place inside of you. And no one else can like kind of like you said, tell you how to get yeah. there. Cause it's really, it's really personal. Yeah. It's been so wonderful to have you today. I've been such a fangirl of Vanessa because she's one of those sexy, sultry women. Who's like, kind of like, just like not accessible enough. That makes her <laughs> kind of mysterious and like, doesn't give a fuck enough that you're like, Oh, thank God. And also isn't just like draping herself all over the internet. She's very like you know, graceful about her presence. And um, it's so easy in these times, I think, to sort of go with the current of the stream of like what everyone is doing. And what I've witnessed from 
people like you and some of the other uh, people I will hopefully have on this podcast is this sort of sticking with the truth of who you are, even if say you have less followers than the girl who's like going crazy with her chakra spin off. But that there's there's an integrity and yeah. a grace to your presence. Oh, that's so, thank so nice that. to hear. Thank you so much for that. Those words. Yeah, yeah, for big time. Mm-hmm. So, what's the best place for people to find you? So, um, Instagram is at Chakrabs. Uh, my personal is um, Vanessa underscore Kuchia. Um, of course, it's Chakrabs.com. Um, we also have. Um, Freak Magazine, um, which will there will be links like at the Chakrabs website and everything too, but that has a lot of resources of, as well that people might want to check out. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. 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 Well, so lovely to have you. Everybody go enjoy all of Vanessa's creations where she has let the river of life touching deeply <laughs> and create created from there. And may we all also have the courage to take the steps with the big ideas, even if they seem like insane. Yeah. <laughs> if our heart is calling. Uh, Thank you everybody for joining us today. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. For more, 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 follow me on IG at Alexandra Roxo, and you can get on my mailing list where I send poems, practices, rituals, links to upcoming retreats and events, and all kinds of goodies. And if this podcast has touched your heart, please let us know. Please write us a review, give us a five-star rating, all that. It means a lot to myself and everyone involved. Big, big love, my darling. Have a fabulous day and see you again very soon.